Welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast, your source for the latest information about your Army Black Knights, with your host, Sal Interdonato. Hey, what's up, Black Knight Nation? This is a little late night, uh, late night uh, talk with Steve Anderson. Uh, we're going to talk to Steve a little bit about what it was like being at the Liberty Bowl um, last week. And we're also going to talk some Army news. There's some recent Army news going on. Um, first, uh, you can follow us on uh, all the uh, podcast platforms. You could tell Alexa, hey, Alexa, play Black Knight Nation podcast, old grads, and you'll get you know, our podcast coming up. Steve, we're going to have a good podcast next week, right? We have a good, pretty, pretty couple good guests maybe coming up next week. Yeah, we got a couple good ones. Uh, Justin Schaff, who was a teammate of mine, locker next to mine uh, for the three years. Uh, me and him were at the academy together. Um, and now he's a, he's a member of the Atlanta Falcons. He's on a member of the Atlanta Falcons uh, uh, staff, um, you know, served his time. Um, and then did that. And then we've got uh, one of my big mentors and uh, just one of the guys I learned uh, the game uh, and how to be an Army football player from with uh, Ben Kawika, uh, captain linebacker um, from the 96 team. So uh, two two awesome guys that know leadership and know Army football. Awesome. Real quick, we're just going to plug some stuff coming up. Also, tomorrow night, I'm going to be on live with uh, Dan Dan and James from Asper Football, we're going to break down our top 10 Army players of the season. We're going to rank them from 10 to 1. We're going to, each of us are going to have a list. We're going to um, go over our Twitter poll with the offensive and defensive MVPs. Um, Tuesday night, we're hoping to have a podcast with Bob Beretta. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Bob just uh, got a, um, was just recently named um, AD at LeMoyne. Um, a school up near the Syracuse area. He's been with Army Sports, Army Athletics for 30 years. And he's going to um, – He congratulations to Bob on that. We'll talk about that a little later. So we got a lot of stuff coming up. But, Steve, first, I mean, I guess we, we've given you enough time to get over the whole Liberty Bowl, right? Punk, right? I mean, you're okay now after, what, after seeing that live? What was that like, seeing that live? Yeah, I had to take a little hiatus, uh, regather uh, my composure. But, no uh... – uh, it was, um, everything I remember what army football was all about. Um, you know, you can, you can say it's, you know, army football is not electrifying. You can say it's not big, big plays, but it was absolutely, um, intensity and grinding, uh, the entire game. And I thought the, the best part of just being at the game and actually watching is you got to see, you got to really appreciate just how athletic, um, the army football players are. So a lot of people think it's our, it's our system or it's a, but we've got big linemen. We've got NFL size linemen. We've got, um, NFL caliber players that have the speed and the, the, the power. So, um, I got to see that firsthand. Um, you know, we were a little shorthanded, you know, I hated to see the seniors that couldn't play because of COVID. Um, just not, just not necessary. It's, I understand it's part of the protocol, but that is, it's a tough thing. And it's a tough thing for any senior, uh, you know, college player, but it's really tough as a, as an army football player to, to not be out there with the men, um, especially when you're a leader um, as a senior, as most seniors are, you know, whether it's by the way you play or by the way you represent the, 
the team. So, but it was awesome being there. I had my family there. The rain held off. The boys held strong um, through the cold. I mean, there were some really cold parts of that game, but uh, yeah, yeah, it was a great experience. Loved it. Um, got the experience with two um, uh, football players that I played with, um, and then a buddy of mine that I went to the academy with as well. So it was good. Nice. What were what was the crowd like? What was the army crowd like for that? How into it were they? Oh yeah, crowd was all over it. Uh, everybody that was in the stands. I mean, it, I thought the funniest part was there was five Tennessee fans that must have bought tickets and then just uh, <laughs> just decided to go to the game. But they wore their Tennessee gear and everything. I thought that was really funny. But you know, it was essentially what a crowd would look like if you put us at you know twenty percent. Um, that's what army. You know, Army travels that, uh, travels well, and uh, everybody had their, their old cadet uniforms on or uh, um, all the, had the, the parents had the jerseys and the pins. Uh, so it was, uh, it was really cool. I, I, you know, just I was wearing my Army gear sitting in the hotel lobby. Um, we're driving to the game. And, uh, you know, one of the, one of the parents or, or someone never met him before um, was like, hey, you driving to the game? I was like, yeah, we're, we're leaving in about 10 minutes threw me a, a sweet parking pass that put me like right up front. Um, so I was like, well, that's, this is, this is going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. Found out he was a, he was a 94 grad, um, knew a lot of the same, a lot of my mentors that graduated around the time, like Colonel King, uh, who's a little later than 94, but you know, all those guys they knew. So it was a uh, talk to them. Obviously our parking spot was near there. So it was good. Um, good atmosphere. Who were the Tennessee fans rooting for? Could you tell? Not really. I mean, they were, they literally went all the way up to the the top of, of the stadium and just hung there. They made the Megatron, obviously, because they were the only ones in orange uh, throughout the game. So yeah, I thought it was I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Um, so it was good, though. I mean, they were just excited to be there. Hey, I guess they couldn't get rid of their tickets, so they used them. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's the fun. Um what were your observations? We, we don't really want to go into detail about the specifics of the game because it's a little bit, you know, but what were your observations of the defense? And, you know, we talked about seniors and John Radigan didn't get a chance to play in his final game, but it seemed like Spencer Jones, I mean, you played the position before on the inside linebacker. It seems like freshman Spencer Jones is a, a guy to watch for the future for Army because he filled in for Radigan and held his own. Yeah, no, he did. Obviously, when I naturally watch Army football, I, I tend to watch the linebackers. Um, I think it's just, you know, one, I, I kind of grew up watching linebackers. I've always played the position, but specifically Army linebackers, one. I, I know it's a different scheme, but you you play an inside linebacker, it's, you know, see ball go, you know, hit your gaps, watch your keys. Uh, it's pretty standard, you know, those core, core things across it. But, um, yeah, I mean – uh, what a what an opportunity, um, and I hope that's how he approached it mentally. Is what an opportunity for him to to get some experience. Um, it's kind of like what what I tell young lieutenants, like you know, the first time you do th- something, just do it a hundred percent, and it, if you screw up, you can learn from it, and no harm, no foul. Um, and that's how I thought he played. I thought he played, um, you know, very you know non hesitant, uh, very decisive. Uh, you know, he, he obviously understood the, the defensive scheme and, uh, there was a couple of miscues, um, that, that the gas is on, uh, but that's just, that's just, 
that happens throughout the game. I was really impressed with, for the most part, the way we lined up against the receivers and we were physical with the receivers, which I thought was the right, the right call to make um, uh, against those, those big receivers. Uh, I just, I'll tell you who I watched a lot of, and that was the still brothers and man, (laughs) that guy is, there's a reason why that guy's an all American. um, And he was very destructive for our offensive line. Um, And, uh, but yeah, uh, the the young, the young guy did a great job. I thought he, uh, he stepped up well. Yeah. You know, just, I'm just thinking how many, Army freshmen get a chance to start in a bowl game. Not not many. I mean, I don't know. I would have to go through it. The, the, the recent ones, nobody's coming to my mind. So for him to get on the field, Spencer Jones, and make and make the impact that he did is pretty impressive. Um, yeah, the, I, I think that the Stills brothers were pretty – I mean, just watching the game. I finally got to rewatch the game fully and uh, chart the plays – Charts of snaps uh, finished it today, you know, a week plus after. So those will be up on Black Knight Nation snap counts and stuff. Um, the offense is already up. The defense will be up by the end of tonight once we get off. Um, you know, I thought the the offensive line on that first drive of the second half was really having their way with those guys a little bit. Or maybe it was – it seemed like Tyhere Tyler was – Maybe after the snap, hesitating a little bit and going was that what what you saw from watching it live? But it seemed like that something changed for that drive, and I was trying to put my finger on what changed from that drive for that drive. Yeah, I don't really, um, I couldn't really put. Uh, I'm trying to really think about the drive and what really where where it, it stepped where it where it changed, um, but. Yeah, it's. I mean, we. That that's what you had to do coming out of half. You know, yeah. it's it's what every team that gets the ball in the second half, no matter what the score is, right? You go in the locker room, zero zero. All can you know all cliches, but like that was what you want to do is get the ball in the second half and go down and score. Um, so it was really, you know, I don't know where it really changed, um, but. The 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 thought the thing I I thought we did better in the first half versus the second half and look I look I don't I don't pretend to act like I know play calling or anything it just seemed like um, we stuck to the middle more and didn't get as out on the perimeter as much as we did in the in the first half um, I don't know yeah. well you know just charting the game and just finally getting the snap cuts down. Christian Anderson, right, when he's the quarterback, I seemed like there were a little bit more pitches. But he only played one series in the first half, and then he played late in the fourth quarter where he got that drive going, and then they replaced him with Tahir Tyler, and then we all know what happened after that um, with the missed field goal. So, I mean, it seemed like, you know, if it seemed like with Tahir it's a toss play. With Christian, maybe they'll they can get, but they're this is not a triple option team right now, you know. So I mean, it's not, and I don't know if that's what it's going to be going forward. You know, are, are you are they going to keep it to? How would you even describe the offense now? It's not I mean, it's tri- very, it's very much, um, almost you know, it's it's give, it's uh, you know, read the end whether it's give and QB follow, um, it's it's power it's not really power option. It's more of like, um, you know, lead 
um, in a sense where the wing back goes in motion and leads up the block for the quarterback. Um, and you gotta, there's, you know, it's not, it's the reason it's the triple option is because you have to respect the perimeter. If, if you can put those guys and they can just zone in on the, the, you know, the dive, um, and the quarterback follow, um, you know, then it's just a double option and then it's not as dangerous, obviously. Um, I felt like we had the speed all year on the edge. I thought our shot backs were more than capable. Um, but I'm not, I'm not at practice, you know, you know, yeah, sure. look, I'm not even, I'm look, it is way more important to hold on to the ball than it is to try to work the pitch in. If you're able to grind for, you know, three to four rounds, three to four yards. No doubt. Um, guys, if you, if you're listening right now or watching on YouTube, uh, if you have any questions, uh, you want or comments, you want to pop up there, please feel free to do so. Um, yeah, just, um, you know, I just, I mean, it's a stat. I mean, I'm a stat guy, you know, so 21 carries by the fullbacks for 53 yards total. That's, you know, just not going to cut it really. That's what, two and a half yards per carry maybe. And, uh, also, um, two negative yard plays for the fullbacks, which you'd never see in the army offense. You, you usually at least see them get to the line of scrimmage and maybe pick up a, one yard or two yards on their worst runs. And you had two negative yardage plays for the, for the fullbacks in that game. So we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what, I mean, that's going against a very good defensive front. So, yeah. And know. look, a lot can have a lot can happen in a year. I mean, they may just, they may just have Christian Anderson or, or whoever comes back as the, whoever emerges as the, uh, the starting quarterback um, going into spring ball and they may just pitch and pitch and pitch, and they may not even they may not even mess with it. I think we saw from the past three weeks of Army football that they can do the give, they can do the dive, they can do the QB follow, they can do the QB lead, um, for the most part. And uh, the the other thing is is that um, again, look, I I don't disagree with it because you know we didn't we held on to the ball, you know, um, you know that game gets real ugly if we start doing things that we're not comfortable with. And then there's a fumble here. And then, you know, there's an interception here if we start throwing the ball a little more. So, you know, I mean, we're, you know, we're a field goal away. You know, we, we make that field goal. Um, and you know, we might, we might take it in the, in, in overtime. So that was very, um, you know, as a, as a guy that remembers uh, multiple games that were on the line due to field goals and, and losing because of them, um, it's just rough. I mean, it's not the kicker's fault. It's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's just a, you know, it's a tough situation to be in. Um, you know, a lot of people just say, oh my God, it's the kicker's only job. How does he miss that kick? Like, it's all he's got to do. Well, there's a bunch of human factors that go into it. I don't know how many, how many times those fans have kicked a game winning field goal or a game tying field goal um, with everybody looking at him on national television. But um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I really do. I really do think uh, this this off season, whoever emerges as the guy um, to lead the offense, they'll they'll get back to pitching. I mean, the game was freezing cold. It was very cold. I mean, it wasn't free. Let me let me not be so dramatic. It was cold. It was a very cold game. Um, probably one of the colder games they saw all year. All year. So um, that might have had something to do with it. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, you look at Quinn Moretzky. He's only a freshman. He was just he was just given the job maybe a month before 
he's been a pretty consistent uh, kicker. And I think he's only, I mean, I think that's a, that's an experience where he can only get better. Right. I mean, he can only get better from that and to have him, you know, we all know kicking has been an issue with army in the past. And if he can be a consistent, uh, consistent for them for the next three years, I think that they'll take, they'll take it. And I think that that's, that's a, I, I think just knowing a little bit of, 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 of Quinn, I think that that's something that, de- that definitely you can grow on, you know? Yeah. It, something that didn't go in, but definitely a learning experience. Well, you just hope that it fuels him uh, internally. Uh, you know, he gets into the CP, he gets into the mental game, uh, and then he just kicks, you know, five yards further now because he has that little extra fire in him that, you know, he kicks a straighter, he kicks five yards further or whatever it does. I mean, the guy, I mean, he's probably 18, 19 years old. Uh, so this right is, out of uh, high school. Yeah. So he's uh, – uh, yeah, I agree with you completely, Sal, that he should grow from this. It should fuel him, um, and uh, he should look back at this as an opportunity to get better and not uh, – <clears throat> hopefully it doesn't – you know, we always we always, uh, we always uh, equate kickers to snipers in, in the Army. So, uh, mm-hmm. never – never really can trust a sniper. You never know. <laughs> you never know what's going on. I mean, that guy's – a mile away and he's just going to shoot you in your face. So, uh, you gotta, you just gotta hope that he takes the lesson he learns and, uh, and puts it towards the, the right way, but he's a young guy. Uh, he'll be fine. I'm not, I'm not concerned. I'm more, I'm more concerned about, um, filling in the key leadership positions that we're losing, um, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, anytime you lose key defensive players, although defense is usually the first thing that clicks, um, you know, when you're starting a season, um, when you lose a voice, you know, it, it's it's a different type of feel because you don't know – you almost lose a personality. You almost lose, um, you know, the heartbeat of what those guys have – you know, however long that guy was there, how long – that's how it's been. Um, and now you either – you have competing heartbeats or not necessarily competing, but you have numerous – different guys leading. So it just can take some time uh, on the defensive side of the ball. If you lose, you know, it, you, you see it when, when programs lose, you know, in the pros in college, um, you know, that key defensive middle linebacker or free safety or strong safety, or, or even if it's the D tackle or the D, you know, it doesn't matter the position when it's that defense's personality that's gone. Um, you can take, you know, it, it can take almost a season sometimes to get it back if you don't, continue to build off of it so uh, you know we had a, I felt like we had a really good defense this year I mean number one yeah I mean uh, I don't know I don't know how um you know I, it was a great defense I mean you're you're uh you're holding guys to single score games um in this at this time of college football so um you know just hope they bounce back and and can repeat because if we can if we can put together this year, uh, this offseason, some some offensive capabilities, and then repeat our defensive, um, you know, I, I think we'll be. I think we'll just we'll repeat. We'll go to a good bowl game again next year. Yeah, I mean, you look at uh, just to talk at the senior leadership: Sandon McCoy, Mike Johnson, Amadeo West. Those guys, especially Amadeo and Mike, they're five-year guys. They've been around the program. They've seen a lot of success. 
And Sandon McCoy is also seeing a lot of success. So those guys moving on, you're right. And I guess uh, talking about the Quinn Moretzky situation, it's just seeing how how much these returning players will have that fire in them to do better than nine to have a nine win season. You know, you look at everybody that's coming back on this team. You think that fire was lit just coming so close to finishing with that 10 win season and beating that power five team. I'm sure that's going to fuel everybody back. You know, they're coming back to the Academy soon. I'm guessing there'll be like some off season weight training coming up shortly. You know, I don't know what spring's going to look like for them, but at least I, they'll probably be able to get into the weight room um, soon. So I'm sure they're going to be fired up for that. Um, yeah. You make a good point because, you know, when you're talking about when I'm, I'm trying to put together this top 10 list, right, for players, ranking the players, offense, defense, special teams. Defense, I think I can come up with a lot. But offense, the offensive MVP, I mean, I mean, because it was kind of – offense it was so spread out this year. In the past, you know, you had the big Bradshaw years, right? You had the Hopkins years running the football. And uh, you had, like, the Wolfolks, the Davidsons as fullbacks. And now they kind of spread everything out. So – Offensive MVP in, in our poll is really close between Tyler, Jacoby Buchanan. Even I put Mike Johnson in there, the offensive lineman, because I thought he was the most consistent lineman all year. And I think that that line should get now, some respect. I mean, yeah. you, you got to give the respect to the lineman, but linemen don't get the MVPs, man. That's just how it is. <laughs> but this year, but this year, who you got? Who you got, man? I mean, I I thought this year. So I don't know, and I don't know if I missed it or what. But I mean, McCoy was on fire at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and I know he had. I I think it was a it, an injury. Um, he got injured. Um, like mid season, I think. Did he have yeah, like? He, a, I think he missed one game. I think he might have missed a game or. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't. It was. It. It never seemed to me that it was. It was something serious. Um, and then Buchanan kind of emerged towards the end of the year as the guy to go to, and we were missing. I think two fullbacks in the in the West Virginia game. On top of that, weren't we? Or or in the Air Force? Uh, game? Buchanan. Buchanan didn't play. Yeah. The other, they had the other three. Yeah, they had the other yeah. three. Um. So I was really, you know, the, you know, it's really, you know, in the triple option, if you're, you know, if your fullback and quarterback are similar, you usually give the MVP to the quarterback because he's doing everything else on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, it, you make a good point. Like, we kind of had split fullback and then we lose the fullback that probably was the MVP for the bowl game. Um, you know, he had numerous quarterbacks um no real no real production out of the slot backs towards the end of the year um, so you do make a good argument um for the most consistent uh, cons- uh consistent lineman that kind of was there through it all different quarterbacks different running backs kind of holding that offensive line um down so but i, I think if you know, if I'm going with anybody and just because the end of the season usually means more than the beginning of the season, I just really believe that uh, kind of, you know, Buchanan was, you know, we missed him in the bowl game, um, you know, with the 21 for 45 or 55, whatever you said. Um, yeah, I feel like Buchanan could have changed that a little bit. I mean, that's a that's a load coming through the hole. Yeah. So that that stat kind of makes me feel like, 
Um, he was missed for the bowl game. Um, and I'd probably, I'd probably go ahead and, um, you know, cast my vote to Buchanan. Gotcha. Gotcha. And defense, you could go. I mean, John Radigan was a runaway winner in the poll. Um, I mean, I think that he was, but you know, the guy that we don't talk a lot about is Eric Smith. I think Eric Smith has also had a pretty good year too. You know, those two guys on the inside certainly, um, are freed up to make a lot of plays with the way the defensive line, um, played this year no doubt the defensive line did their job they they freed it freed up those guys for plays and they were able to do it so i mean i i, I think radigan would probably be is the overwhelming pick on the twitter poll but it's like but it's you know can't 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 gotta include eric smith in there too with the season he had and you know the defensive the secondary had had some pretty good games too so yeah i i think uh the you know the 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 easy thing for the defense is if you're a you know off the edge rusher or you're a middle linebacker that's all over the field that's usually where your go to again are for the the defensive MVPs plus the middle linebacker usually has the play calls or the responsibility of getting everybody set so um, you know I I've really enjoyed watching Radican play all year I was really really hurt me as a as a as a hopefully a future mentor to the to the young man. Um, and, um, you know, just as an army football player and, and an army football fan to have him not play in that game, you know, that stung a lot for me. Um, but yeah, I think he, I think he deserves it for sure. Yeah. I mean, there were, you know, there were him and Mike Johnson getting all American honors from, uh, you know, pro football focus this year. And, you know, you know, this Phil Steele. Did you ever make a Phil Steele All Independent team? I think I made it three times. So wow, holy cow. wow! All right, I think I was defense. I think I was his. I don't know, man. I have to go back and look, but I was his. I was his. I think I was his Phil Steels. I was his player to watch my sophomore year. I think going into sophomore season, I was like breakout. You know, watch out for breakout player. All Independent. Yeah team that year I'd, I'd have to double check on my actually my junior year for a torn ACL I'm pretty okay. sure I was all independent team my my junior and senior year though um and then I think I was defensive player of the year in one of those um I don't know I'd have to wow have to look through the archives <laughs> yeah those those came that came out this week and you know you get your uh I think Army had nine first team players and five on defense but when you're only – it's BYU, Liberty, Army, and UMass played like three or four games, you know. So those are your those are your independents. You think Army should be pretty well represented on those yeah, teams. I think, and I think when I when I was uh, – I mean, BYU is uh, an interesting team to bring in the mix. It should be uh, – but they replaced essentially Notre Dame for us because when I played it was Notre Dame, uh, Army, I think – think Western Kentucky was independent and then I think Navy was independent maybe uh, yeah, before they yeah maybe before they joined the American yeah probably yeah yeah no, no doubt um the Phil Steele uh th that's some news that I just wanted to talk about real quick and um you know, 
we're gonna have those. We're gonna have that top ten conversation tomorrow night with Dan and James. That's gonna be pretty pretty interesting. We're gonna get um, you know Bob Beretta hopefully on early next week, and we're gonna have uh, we're gonna return the old grads podcast. So we're, it's definitely some busy times here. Just wanted to give you a little late night wrap here on the Liberty Bowl and Steve's thoughts and just the season thoughts on Steve. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up and. Uh, you can follow us all over the podcast platforms, uh, Amazon, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio. Um, there's a bunch of them. There we go to follow us on Twitter, Black Knight Nation, and myself, um, and YouTube. Subscribe, rate, um, give us your review, and we'll we'll look forward to another uh, another uh, podcast very soon. Steve, we're gonna, gonna gonna have a couple coming up soon, so we look forward to that. Absolutely, Sal. Look forward to it, man. Thanks a lot. All right, what? Thank you for listening to the Black Knight Nation podcast with your host, Sal Interdonato. For more information on your Army Black Knights, visit blackknightnation.com. And be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app.